Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. We are identical twins with the same genetic makeup, but we have our own unique strengths, which leads to a perfect partnership. We're related to speak with a thought leader who has built his practice around consulting organizations and building profitable partnerships. You heard it right, building profitable partnerships. Vince Mizion is a founder of Ultimate Partnerships and is a former executive at Microsoft and BlackBot, including global partner strategy, sales, and growth. He was also the founder of CloudWave Partners, where he helped technology organizations build profitable relationships and executive effective partnerships. Now, this is the reason why we want to have Vincent on today. His background, what he's done over the years, he has done one thing and one thing very well, making business profitable through partnerships. He is also the host of the Ultimate Guide to Partnering podcast, where he spotlights leadership and partnership principles primarily centered around the tech sector. So if you haven't got the clue yet, Having our special guest on today will teach you and help guide you to make sure you can grow your business properly, but through partnerships. Vince, welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Thank you so much, Danny. That was such a great introduction. I, I feel honored and privileged to have that. And David, so great to see you again, too. So thank you so much for having me. I guess, I guess when you talk about high-performance partnerships, twins could be the ultimate partnership. Maybe not always, but it seems like you two have gotten it right, which most organizations don't get it right. So let's dive in today. So. Vince, this is David, and thank you for joining our program. And we're really thrilled to have you here. And I appreciate even how gracious you are with us. And I will say this, twins are fascinating. We love being twins. And you're right. It does take a unique mindset and a commitment to building the right type of partnership to really build with behind the right vision. So we're glad to have you share with that with our audience today about that. But Vince, you've had an incredible career within the tech space. You became a channel chief. You grew new practices within the federal space. Let me ask, what factors contributed to you starting your own consultant firm? What made you just say, it's time to make that leap, make that jump and build ultimate partnerships? So, you know, I've described this career as four successful business transformations. I picked up a lot of what I think great nuggets along the way, right? And I applied those nuggets to every organization that I was part of. I, I felt like an entrepreneur in all those organizations, but I always had that entrepreneurial itch to go do it for myself. And then, you know, when I came back out uh, during COVID and launched Ultimate Partnerships, I came out more convinced than ever that a lot of organizations, we're going through this high, I mean, this rapid transformation we're all seeing. And a lot of organizations, I felt I could share more broadly with a lot of, a lot of constituents and organizations about what makes successful partnerships. And, why, and by the way, when they fail, why they fail and how to correct that. That's awesome. This is Danny. And out of the years I've been in the industry, I will tell you that 
Even the biggest global organizations around the world form partnerships. You know, SAP and Microsoft had a partnership. So there's reasons why partnerships work. However, there are some organizations who are afraid to engage in a conversation to even talk about partnerships. So Vince, help our audience understand today, what are some of the reasons why organizations should and would engage in and develop a strategic partnership? Well, you know, you brought up something really important, Danny, like why do organizations struggle with partnerships too, right? And so a lot of times it comes down to commitment to the partnership, right? We talk about commitment. We'll talk about trust underlies everything. Uh, Not having a really strong communication strategy, like not being, I, I would say, aggressive enough, but in a good way in terms of how you build the partnership strategy and, you know, not being clear and not having clarity around what you hope to achieve together are like three areas where I see the greatest points of failure. And on conversely, like partnerships can do really well, like get to an ultimate level or a high performance level if they apply a series of principles around what makes a great partnership. And mindset at the very beginning of this journey, like mindset, having the right mindset towards the partnership, having a growth mindset. We talked about Satya Nadella. We talked about the amazing work that he's done at Microsoft, taking that company. I think it's close to 700% growth in the seven or eight years that he's been CEO of the company, but making the organization think differently, like bringing empathy, making empathy, like a principle of how you do business. Like that was always like a woo woo thing. Like financial folks can't put a dollar number on empathy, but now they can like, look what, look what you did by applying empathy to them. I think empathy coming together with empathy for each other is probably the most fundamental starting point for a great partnership. That's fantastic. This is Danny again. And uh, for our audience, I will have to tell you that that is a great example that you brought in. And you think about how the CEO of uh, Microsoft, Satya Nadella, came in, grew the organization seven years, 700%. That is, fa- that is fabulous. That is fantastic. And we continue to see the organization evolve and we continue to see things shape up. But one thing that we have noticed with Microsoft is they're continuing to rely on their partnerships in order to grow. We had uh, the former uh, Global Channel Chief, Gabriella, on our, our podcast, and she talked about how Microsoft was able to grow because of effective partnerships. And we know right now, Vince, you spent a lot of time in this partnership community, helping these partner organizations to grow, to be effective. And I love how you said that the key to success, one of the keys is that both parties should be willing to communicate and, and be accessible, be flexible. There, partnerships don't work if you don't talk to the partner or they don't talk to you. They don't know what you're thinking. They don't know what you're feeling. Is there a time where you have to be the, the like the play babysitter and get the two parties to work better together and communicate better together? You bring up a really great point, right? And I share this quite a bit, like with the organizations I work with currently is that, and when I sat at the other side of the table as the general manager at Microsoft, I had these really great meetings. We call them like Kumbaya meetings. Everybody would come together in a room. We would say, well, the wonderful things that we could do together. We plot everything on the board. We, we'd lock arms, right? We'd shake hands at the end of the meeting. We'd leave. And then like months later, crickets. Like we never heard back from anybody. Like no, what happened? And I talked to my partner development manager and say, whatever happened to XYZ company? We had that great meeting. Nothing ever happened. There was no focus on the execution of the partnership. Like we said all the right things in the room but we didn't do the follow-up. We didn't apply maniacal focus to the partnership. We didn't communicate. 
there was maybe perhaps not the level of commitment that we had hoped in the room. We, we believed intuitively thought in the room was in, was going to happen. Just didn't happen. Wow. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. I, I want to jump in real quick. I appreciate you, you really highlighting the importance of having the right type of relationships to making sure that you don't go at it alone. And in my space as a corporate trainer, I focus specifically on a niche of what we call leadership communication skills training. And I might be swimming in the same lane as other companies doing similar things, but it does not mean that we have to compete. It, yep. it can literally mean leveraging the current relationships we have and building and adding value to the clients we already have with adding that other partnership. So let me just dig in a little deeper. What are some other factors to building successful partnerships? Because I've got to imagine trust has to be at the top of that list. Well, you know, so everybody asks about trust, but I have I have eight operating principles and trust isn't one of them because trust is in all of them. Mm. I think about trust as sort of being the DNA that carries from each of the principles. Like you have to, if I broke each one of these principles apart, right? And I talk about mindset, I talk about commitment, I talk about maniacal focus, I talk about shared vision, shared value, uh, getting results, agility. When I talk through each of those principles, Trust is inherent in all across. It goes across. It's almost like the vein uh, or the or the or the blood vessel that carries all the nutrients throughout the body, if you will, right? And so, trust is fundamental and important to every single aspect of partnerships. You, if you don't have trust, you don't have a partnership. Yeah. 
That's a good point, Vince. This is David again. And let me, let me ask this a little bit differently then. You say trust is involved all the way down the road. And I would assume that when that trust is broken, then that fracture in that partnership can really affect the future of those organizations. And so there has to be a lot that goes into it. When you say commitment, we've got to be committed to building together. And that's what synergy is all about. I know with Dan and I, we have our own strengths and gifts we bring to the table. And when I believe that there's something that really leans more to Dan's strengths, I really yield because I believe that yielding and trusting and relying on his strengths will ultimately make our partnership even better and be more productive for us as, as a whole. And I would imagine that when you're coming in there, you might think to yourself, I've got to become a facilitator. I've got to help leverage my understanding of the industry to bring these two guys to the table because we could all be knuckleheads and think we've got it all figured out. So Vince, let me ask this. If you don't have that experience or that background, is it more beneficial to reach out to someone like you as an independent consultant or can they really develop that within the organization and say, hey, I'm going to have someone who's going to be, let's say, the director or head of partnerships? What are your thoughts to that? Well, I come in as ultimate partnerships as the accelerant to their success, I would, right. say, I would say, right? And organizations hire ultimate partnerships to help really put, I'll say, gasoline on, on, the, on the fire or fuel in the engine to get it right. Because you, you can go it alone, but the, the learning curve is pretty substantial. And we help organizations, and I, I do work primarily in the Microsoft ecosystem, but I also work with other organizations building out their channel strategies outside of the Microsoft ecosystem. And you could even come to, and, they, and this is a, a typical scenario, an organization might hire somebody to be their channel chief or their alliance chief, and they have a set of experiences, but having an independent outside voice, outside view gives you some uh, an independent uh, view to what exactly is working right, what could be fixed. And again, coming at it from a lens that says, these are the key principles. How are you hitting? How are you benchmarking against each of those principles? And are you thinking about these things that you could do better or do, do differently? You talked about trust, right? And you asked about this, you know, what happens if the trust is broken? Well, that happens quite a bit. Organizations need to fix partnerships, but they need to come to the table to have the right conversation. And that dialogue, that communication strategy, being, um, you know, being transparent, being opaque is what hurts the partnership. And then and it's no longer a partnership, it's a transaction. When you move to transparency and you put the mechanisms and tools into place that allow for transparent communication and having that dialogue, that ongoing dialogue that says, this is what we hope to achieve together. This is what we're going to measure against. And by the way, this is what's keeping what's what's keeping us up at night and getting in the way of our success. And having that conversation is probably the piece that gets missed is missed the most often in terms of the conversation because we don't, you know, they're hard harder conversations to have, but we need to have them in the partnership. This is Danny. I appreciate you bringing that up, Vince, because so many times we we think that hey, this could work. We don't have a reference. We don't have a frame. We're not transparent. We hold back some of the, what we call, we, we don't give away all of our IP, yeah. but how, how can you expect the partnership to work out if you're holding a whole bunch of stuff back? That's right. That's right. Well, that comes back to the mindset around partnership. Yeah. So you know, the commitment, commitment means that I'm, I'm all in. It means mm. I'm committed within my organization. By the way, commitment means that everyone in my organization is as committed as I am. Like I always talk about the 
the, the seats at the table, at the executive table, from the CEO to the CFO to the chief marketing officer, chief sales officer, chief par- partner officer, all aligned to the partnership in the same way and having the same set of expectations. And then across to the other side, making sure you have that true commitment to the partnership. And really, this is where I think empathy and mindset come in here, right? Like really coming to the table, locking arms in a way that we really intuitively know that doing this together, that is a better together than if we went it alone. I love that you you brought up two things that that is dear to my heart when I work with my clients as well as the empathy uh, as you as you talked about earlier and, and and just really making sure that we are all in this together and then mindset. So many times we don't recall how did how did that individual get there? How did that business get there? How did they grow? How did they hit seven hundred percent over and over? It's the mindset, and it's not only the mindset of the CEO; it's the mindset of everybody at the table, as you stated, that we all have to be on the same page. We all have to have the same mindset. That mindset is we we want to win. We want to go out and make it happen. And when I look at you, Vince, and I think about uh, the people you had on your podcast, I think about over the years of uh, conferences that we met at, the people around you, they just have this mindset, hey, I just want to be around Vince, because I know that being around him, he's going to just bleed off into me a little bit, and then for some reason, I can make it happen. I don't know what it is, but it's that mindset. And it goes back to this quote on your website that I really found was very important and very impactful. It said, you said, my mission is to help leaders and their organizations achieve their greatest results through a principle-based and proven approach to high-performance partnering. I love that. I love that. It's like within that one quote, you have your 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 eight principles kind of tied in there in, the, in your mission, and you said their greatest results. It's like, look, partnering is okay, but if you want your greatest results as an organization – I'm here to help you get there. I, I love that that quote that you put there. We all could do better, right? I have a personal trainer that I work with in the gym and you know, I could do it alone, but that trainer makes me push harder to be and also gives me advice on how to do it better. And when my form is off, she's there telling me my form is off. And I think that's what people miss sometimes. And you know, getting to getting to a level especially now, like this is a time transformation is happening so fast. Part, organizations are changing. I, I, you know, I've quoted this, used this quote by Accenture. Uh, Jay McBain shared this on the podcast once, but Accenture did this survey. CEOs in every industry, in every geography have said, 76% of them have said that their business models will be unrecognizable in five years. And the way that's going to happen is going to be through partnerships and ecosystems. Companies are ripping and replacing and they're becoming technology organizations and they're getting rid of the assets that are not generating the optimal amount of results. And they're forming partnerships with other organizations to get greater results, right? We're seeing this all around technology. We're seeing it beyond technology today. And so that getting that partnership right is just so, so critical and getting it to an optimal level. Like that's where you want to be, right? You want to get to the point where you're driving the type of results of some of the greatest companies out there. Vince, this is David. And um, I've got to ask this because it's interesting that we were talking about mindset. We're talking about empathy and that's really what you've got to bring to the table. But let's just say, for example, in a, ideal world we don't have disagreements but we know that's not true how do you navigate 
partnerships coming together and then there are disagreements. And we know that the world is continually changing. The tech space is continually changing. So when there are disagreements, what are, what have been some of your advice or some structure you put in place to help these partnerships navigate through those times where they're going to have drastic differences and how they want to move forward? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's part of what I do, right? I work with those organizations that, you know, you would think maybe are doing it right, but maybe are struggling at some point. And, you know, you have to, you know, there's a lot, there's a little bit of assessment to say, what, why, why is this happening? Like, it, you know, it's never always just one person's fault or one party's fault. Um, it's bringing both organizations back together into the realization, like, why, why are we doing this in the first place? That's why it's important to have a shared vision for success. It's like, we need to have, we, we need to move beyond a transaction to a higher level of partnership, right? And I believe there are different like levels of partnership. Like, you know, there's the transactional level one. And as you move up to like what I'm, what I'm hoping to quantify is like a level five partnership. That's when we're really like, we're really in the zone. We're, we're, we're really operating as one organization. That's like an ultimate success. But even if you're operating at level four and level three, you can have a really great partnership where you're driving success. To get there means that we are identifying. And, and again, being thoughtful to the process and, and putting principles in place that allow us to identify, like what are the things that we could do better or differently on both sides? And right, it's coaching both organizations that we need to go help fix this. And that's a lot of times what I wind up doing. I have independent conversations with both organizations and then uh, bring both to them to the table and have the conversation and let's, let's reset. Let's get this right. Like we both want this to be successful and you know, we can't. I love that Vince. This is David again. It's a constant reminder. What is the ultimate goal? What are we trying to accomplish and really getting their focus to get back on that. And because we are geared toward the win, we might have to make some adjustments along the way. That's super important. I want to ask you this question, Vince. It might be broken down into two parts, but it's it's really something interesting because I'm in a different space than you and my twin are in. And I'm in what we call the leadership training or leadership development space. And so when you're looking at wanting to develop partnerships, there might be people listening to our podcast episode here and say, Dave, that makes sense. Dan, that makes sense. I love what Vince is sharing with you. I want to develop partnerships. I want to leverage other relationships within my space to make us all more profitable. So what are some practical tips for how to find the right partners, align yourself with the right organizations? If I just want to build partnerships. And the second part to that is once you've established that, should you define roles and be specific about levels of accountability? So first part, first part is how do you, how do you define it? Where do you, where do you focus? Right. It's the way I think I heard that. And, you know, I'll use some example. I'll, I'll use an example from my past life. Like I was, I was tasked, and you mentioned my federal experience. I was tasked with building a federal government practice for a company. I had no experience selling to the federal government. And we were trying to sell into the U.S. Army at the time. And we had, we didn't have any credibility. We didn't have, uh, you know, route to market. We didn't have the contract vehicles. We didn't have the access to the decision makers. And um, I went to an event and all of the people in the room were talking about this one organization, this one technology organization. And I, the light bulb went off. It was like, this seems to be a trusted uh, supplier source, uh, you know, relationship that they have within this, this mm -hmm. part discipline within the U S air force. And I, I, I sought them, I sought them out 
and formed a partner and went and, and met with them and said, I think we could do more together, more good together. Let's join forces. And we did. And we were, you know, incredibly successful working together for many years thereafter. But I think it's that type of thing. You have to be very, very prescriptive and very exact about what you hope to achieve, what your objective is, and then certainly what, what your gaps are. Like, what are the things that you need to do differently or better? I always go back to the old business uh, SWOT analysis, you know, strength, weakness, opportunity, and threat. Very simple little, you know, chart you could build up. But it, helped, it always helps me organize my thoughts around, like, what, you know, what's my current state? And then from there, where do I need to go? And that's, that's my, my uh, you know, determination there. The second part of your question, I think, was how do, you, how, how do we build sustainable relationships from that? Well, more specifically, Vince, around do roles need to be defined within that partnership? Yeah, I, I, I think clear, clear, lane, you know, clear swim lanes, uh, clear lines of demarcation and communication are important. You know, we talked about where partnerships sometimes fall down. And not having that clearly identified, because here we are, we're living in this heterogeneous technology world today, right? And so you're, I'll use an example of like a global ISV that has a SaaS-based solution, but it supports all the cloud vendors. And there's three major players, we all know it's Microsoft, Amazon, and Google with their cloud platforms uh, at different levels and, and market shares. But you know you need to be clear because you're going to probably, if you're if you're if you're agnostic and in this heterogeneous world, you might be working with multiple vendors, and then you're you might be going after the markets, different markets, different customers together. You need to be clear about like, okay, I'm here. Here are our swim lanes. This is where we play well together. This is where we might compete against one another, and you know this is where you know. But we might be able to do something together. But here's here's an area where we're not going to be able to work together. Being clear about those defining lanes, and also with different products that are competitive, like being able to define lanes, you could still op- optimize for your success. This is Danny, and I I want to continue that thought that you had, Vince, because um, in our in my space specifically, I work with uh, managed services providers uh, within the uh, Microsoft and Google ecosystem. And specifically, we have been having this conversation with Microsoft and the IMCP uh, this past year, specifically during the pandemic, about partnering to partnering. We call it P2P. And a lot of times we think that partnerships, specifically strategic partnerships, are only for the billion-dollar organizations like the Microsofts and the SAPs or the Centers and the Deloitte's with those organizations. But there is success and strategic success with the smaller MSPs as well. They may not be billion dollars, but there is success. How, how are the conversations that you have had in that ecosystem with these smaller partners? Have you had conversations with them about partnering to partnering? Have you had conversations about them, uh, former strategic partnerships with other organizations, maybe because one of them is really good in Azure or one of them may be really good at dynamics, but the other organization might be better in teams or something like that. What has those conversations been like with the smaller organizations who are not a billion dollars. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. 
Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. You know, I, I've spoken at, at several of the IAMCP events. I'm a member as you are and uh, love that organization and, you know, fully support everything that they do, including partner to partner, which mm-hmm. is a big play. So, yeah, I mean, certainly the billion dollar, you know, the mega partnerships, we all know about those. But also those some of those larger partners, they need a rich ecosystem of partners that reach all customers from enterprise down to commercial, down to SMB, SMC and SMB. And uh, and so they're 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 still going to partner with these smaller MSPs. It's just have a different level of partnership, a different ratio. And then those smaller organizations partnering with each other, super critical, right? We can go to market. We could be a very small organization, but we have a complementary set of skills. You have what I need, and the customer needs from both of us. The customer needs a complete solution or a complete, you know. They need they need to solve for a specific issue or task or objective, and they need both of us to come together at, at seats at the table. And you could be three people or one person and have a partnership with another organization. Absolutely, size is not the issue. It's it's having the right mindset. It's approaching it, and it's teaming up. And I, you know, I'm a fairly small organization. I have partners that I work with that we have complementary skills, and we recognize that the value for the client is better with both of us as opposed to each of us going it alone. Wow. This is Danny again. I love that, that you said, and you know, there's this prevailing theme that keeps coming up around the partnerships and as you talked about with empathy and, and trust and mindset, but even with the smaller partners, as you stated, there's this thing about that called mindset. Do you do a mindset workshop with this partners or do you sit down and you consult with them about how they have the right mindset because you like you said you did a SWOT analysis typically you look at it you may say okay this partner has these strengths and these weaknesses where another partner may have that as their strength I think they should work together but do you sit down and do mindset training or mindset workshops with these uh, with these partners we don't call it uh, mindset training but we do workshop with them and you know the first we do some initial assessment work up front to try to understand, like, what's the current scenario? Like, take us through it. Like, what are the, you know, and again, I talk about that SWOT analysis. That helps lay the foundation for the conversation. Like, okay, let's get a clear picture. And part of, here's the funny thing about mindset or the the truth about mindset. Part of mindset is being honest and candid with yourself and your organization Mm -hmm. about what we're doing well and what we're not doing and where we need help. So much, you know, the the antithesis, of a growth mindset, we call a scarcity mindset. A lot of times that scarcity mindset is rooted in hubris. 
an organization maybe being too arrogant about itself and thinking it can go it alone as opposed. And so some of the conversation is to say, this is what truth looks like. This is your SWOT analysis. Let's have a real candid discussion about what you need to be successful. And we workshop through that, right? We take them through the operating principles. We explain what each of them are. We show examples of success, what success looks like, and we take them through it. Mindset's a little trickier because some, sometimes it's individual, but there's some benchmarking. There's some questions we take them through that allow them to examine their own viewpoint, so to speak, about what makes a growth mindset. And there's some great work in the mindset world. Uh, I always talk about the time when I when Satya became CEO. I was still at Microsoft when Satya became CEO, and I had the privilege of working with he in, in the organization for a few years. Everyone got a copy of Carol Dweck's book Mindset, and that was a great read. And then he brought Dr. Michael Gervais into the room. Dr. Michael Gervais, Michael's been a guest on the podcast a couple of times. I have have him coming back again in October. And, uh, you know, he's talked about a set of principles. A lot, some of them are uh, human psychology principles, but they apply to business, uh, business and organizational psychology and, and high performance psychology. And, you know, mindset is also tied to some, other, some of those other principles, you know, coming to it with a sense of optimism. Uh, folk. There's, there's just a whole series of, of things that he talks about that kind of wrap around the mindset conversation. Wow. This is Danny again. And I would, I'd like to chime in there real quick about um, the fact that when Satya, as you said, Satya came on board and he brought these um, outside factors in. And you, you can kind of say that that is a partnership as well. <laughs> Realizing that he needs to bring in expertise in order to make sure that the whole organization, global, this global organization is all on the same page, all, all in on this new um, paradigm shift that was going to take place at Microsoft. That's right. And one of the things, you know, so he brought Michael Gervais into the room with his leadership team. And he said, Hey guys, I think, you know, we can do a lot of great good here, but I, I just don't think we're operating from the right set of principles. And I brought Michael in to help us mm. get it right, get our mindset right. And, you know, he brought, cause they, they were highly competitive with one another. Yeah. They were stove piped organizations. They were, you know, super highly charged uh, individuals, intelligent individuals, hard charging individuals. And instead of working together for the greater good, they were, they were, there were more energy was going into this competition with one another. So, you know, Michael helped remove some of those barriers and it's featured. I think it's a hit refresh. If you ever have a chance to read. Yeah, I love the book. Great book. It's on page five about bringing Michael into the room and having those conversations. And uh, like I said, 700% growth um, says a lot to how those operating principles have helped Microsoft. Yeah, this is Danny. I um, I picked up his book. Um, I think it was two, maybe two years ago or a year and a half ago at the last uh, time we were able to have a conference at the Microsoft Inspire conference when they, you know, it's not, no longer called WPC. It's called Microsoft Inspire. I picked it up at that conference. And I'll have to tell you that I, even though we haven't had any on-site sponsorship opportunities in a while, we have been sponsoring virtual events and we actually have our first physical conference coming up at the end of September that we uh, were sponsored at a, a big security conference. And I'm really excited about that coming up, but how have you seen the pandemic affect partnerships, specific partnerships in the channel community and what, what has been taking place during these challenging times? Because I will tell you for me and our business, 
we've had to get creative to be in front of our clients. We've right. had to get creative in order to continue to keep our brand growing. Uh, we've had to ask our event event organizers, if we sponsor this event, how can we ensure that traffic will stop by our virtual booth in order to make sure we can attract and talk to managed service providers? How has this pandemic affected partnerships during these wow. challenges? I mean, there's so much to talk about here to unpack, right, around what's happened in the last 18 months or so, mm-hmm. both at a personal and professional level. Um, I, I think that, you know, there, I've, seen, I've seen what you've discussed, right, this how do we, how do we collaborate and I, th- I do think that events have struggled probably a, a, to a greater degree than other. If there was already some level of um, relationship or, or understanding of one another, I think it's been actually, in some respects, it's actually been easier because we've been using tools like Zoom and Teams and other technologies in order to have those conversations. And uh, we've learned how to apply em- empathy and get intimate via video versus having to come together in person and shake hands, right? I mean, we've learned to do that in a way. So I think the world, and also we've become more vulnerable in our own interactions, working from home and more accepting of others. And, uh, you, know, the, uh, you know, Johnny and Sally coming in the back of the room and, and asking you to review their homework while you're on the Zoom call or the Teams call, it's okay. And, it's, and the cat and the dog barking, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> right? it's okay right now. So that component has, and because the rapid, and we're all fortunate to be in the technology sector and the transformation has happened so quickly, uh, there have been some benefits to it. It has been hard for some, and uh, certainly all of those in the services industry. Like I, I, these people are our superheroes, right? The nurses, doctors, uh, clerks at the grocery store, every, you know, uh, first responders, right? They have all like they have really put themselves out there in such a big way um, the, these last, this last year and a half. And I do think that I, 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 there hasn't been as, I feel like the technology hasn't caught up in the trade show world that we know and love yet, because I do feel like somebody's going to come out with the super, that you know killer app, so to speak, that's going to make that piece of it much more effective. I do think, you know what I would say though, a su- suggestion, Danny and David, is that, the, I think you have to be out there more, right? Mm. Um, the trade show, and I'm, by the way, I'm speaking at a couple of events and I can't wait to get back out in person this fall. I've got an event in Anaheim at the end of October and I've got another event in the first week of November in Las Vegas. And I can't wait to get face-to-face, be in a room with people versus doing things this way. Um, but I do think you have to get creative. I do think that it's harder Um being a sponsor is, is tough and you have to weigh that out at this point and go, okay, well, am I going to get the, how are we going to um, you know, compensate for the, not having the benefit of you being, being able to give out the, the goodies, the tchotchkes, <laughs> shake my hand or buy me a, a cocktail at the, at the lounge that night yeah. or business card, all the things we used to do at the events. Right. Um, but I think there's other ways to do that. And I've seen some organizations do some pretty creative things. Like I got a gift bag the other day from a company and it had swag. It had, you know, shirts and bags and, uh, you know, a book, a binder. And so there are ways to do it without, you know, other ways, I guess is what I would say. And I think we all have to be more creative and, uh, and forceful in a, in a good way, in a positive way uh, to make that all happen. 
That's for sure. This is Danny again. I, I totally agree with you on that aspect. Uh, we've had to get creative in multiple ways. Uh, my daughter loves to just walk into my office. If I forget to lock my office door, she'll walk in and she just puts her face in the camera and say, hi, everybody. I'm like, why? Dad, do you, what is the rules about coming into the office when daddy has his door closed? She's probably your best salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She loves it. She loves it. And, and the whole concept of the partnerships, as, as Dave was saying earlier, even though we're opposite and we're different, we do work well together. Uh, there are times where Dave will train my clients on public speaking and do mastermind courses for my clients. When there's technical sales training courses for his clients, like he was working with a group of CIOs, he'll have me come in and meet and speak with those CIOs. So there's even, even the two of us work together well and partner together with our organizations, our companies. So partnerships can happen from global businesses all the way down to the small micro organizations even you stated in your company that you do things very well in you and your team but you also work with other partners in order to make sure your client gets the best overall product the best overall value so i, I think those are great examples vince very good examples i want to say that on behalf of my identical twin brother and i because we have been partnering and fighting and working well together since birth uh, that we are grateful to have you on, Vince. We're really great to have Vince Mezion on. We're grateful to have him as our special guest today on our Twins Talking Up podcast. I'm going to say this right now to our audience. If you're an organization and you're looking to grow and scale quickly to have your greatest results ever, as Vince said, your greatest results ever, and you want to kick up your partner strategy, I would challenge you, reach out to Vince. Go to his website, ultimateguidetopartnering.com, or listen to his podcast, Ultimate Guide to Partnering. And if you, if you just don't have time for that, maybe you're on the road, you're traveling, pick up your smartphone, open up your LinkedIn app, and reach out to Vince on LinkedIn. He is very accessible. He responds back quickly. And I would tell you, do not take this pandemic as an excuse not to grow and scale your organization. Take it to the next level reach out to Vince. Vince, thank you so very much for joining my identical twin brother and I on our Twins Talk It Up podcast today. Well, thank you so much, Danny and David. You guys are amazing. You, I've gotten to know you over the last several months. I mean, we, Danny and I go back a long way, but I've gotten to know David as well. I love what you both are doing here. Um, the work you do, the passion, the heart you bring into the work you do every day. And uh, thank you so much for inviting me as a guest today. Thank you, Vince. Such an honor to have you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast. <laughs>